Hey there, biz leaders. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to let you know that as we head into the new year, I want to make sure that this show is as valuable and enjoyable for you as possible. And in order to do that, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a few moments to fill out the this year's audience listeners survey. Your feedback will help me improve the show and make it even better in the coming year. For those who fill out the survey, you will have the option to put yourself into a draw for a $25 Amazon gift card. So to access the survey, simply go to thebusinessleadership.com slash survey2022 or slide into the show notes below. Thank you so much in advance for your participation and support. At one point, California did have a lot of manufacturing. Finding manufacturing leadership and people that can run a plant floor is a little more challenging because, you know, those are skills that are no longer there. And most of those guys have retired. You are listening to the Business Leadership Podcast with Edwin Fondozo. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're checking this out. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. On this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Chris Ladadio. He is the CEO, the founder of a multi-million dollar company, Versa Products. He's been an innovator in American-made office furniture for nearly 20 years based in Los Angeles. In our discussion, we talk about how it's essential of being able to pivot and adopt, especially when when emotions are down and out, we're going to share how you show up and how it affects your team as a leader of the company. And we discuss what Google Studio is and how you can use it to your advantage. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot Communications, the business leader's preferred phone system. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Chris. Hey, Edwin, thank you for having me. The listeners on the podcast, we're always keen, you know, sometimes when it comes to the founder story, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, there's a lot of executives as well, but you've built and amassed a pretty, pretty successful business, a pretty successful entrepreneurship career. Can you share some of those times and what you really did to, to keep going and and maybe the mindset shifts that you had to go through? Yeah. So I think like, you know, I started out doing fitness equipment, more strength equipment, and I was about, you know, a little before 2000 and would do like mail order. And, and it was, you know, fitness is still a very competitive industry and strength equipment as well, because there's, you know, it's not the most typical product to make. And, uh, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people can enter into it. But when I started out, it was a little challenging. We were doing magazine ads and it kind of had its ups and downs. And then, you know, obviously everything's about marketing once you kind of get that going. But you know, you have these rough patches in business all the time and, you know, everybody's going to have these challenges. And we started out, you know, relatively started out with like a hundred bucks, you know, just trying to put something together and uh, it, it's pretty challenging. You know, there's, there's definitely times when you want to give up even when the company's doing well, but you know, when I started out, I it just came to California from Connecticut and uh, I started trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then I was really challenged. I was trying to do these. I was trying to sell like a weightlifting kit, like just a bench and weights. 
and like shipping that through like FedEx and UPS was like a disaster and it was really challenging. And I was living on a boat in Rena Del Rey. And, you know, I remember one time I was like really exhausted and I'm not really the type that gives up. I like driving, for, you know, driving forward. And, and uh, I called my mom and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm tired of doing this shit. I'm like, it's not working out. You know, like I, I think I want to come home, you know? And then mm -hmm. she says to me, she's like, God damn it. She goes, you're not coming home. She's like, what, what do you need? Like so disgusted, right? Not genuinely like, Hey, your business didn't work out. I'm sorry. She's just like, you're not coming home. Like just, but I was like, okay, like that wasn't what I expected. And then she was like, Hey, I'll help you out with your rent. How about that? And she was just, you know, my mom was kind of a tough love and she still is, but you know, it was kind of interesting. So that was like one point that was about the only point really I said, Hey, you want to throw in the towel? And it was kind of early on and, and, you know, you, you have those moments. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta work past them. Well, I, I really love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love how your mother was just like, basically saying, you're not the son that I raised. What are you asking me? She's, it's, yeah, she's from like, the Bronx, you know, it's all about, like, you know, she, she just it is funny. That's amazing. That's, that's, a, that's a great story. And I, th I guess that from that point on, I guess in terms of for you, you know, just that, that point where you're like, I'm ready to give up, but your mom's like, not even letting you give. Yeah, no, I, right? I don't and, know what her plan was. Like legitimately, she probably didn't want me in the house. And the, the first business I started, like she was like, just get out, like get all this stuff out of here. And I had some trucks and I, I remember I destroyed the driveway trying to park my, my truck, my first business in the driveway. And it was too heavy and sunk the driveway. My dad was furious and I think they were like, okay, don't bring your shit show home here. So you don't know what it was. No, that's great. That's great. So, so you started, you know, leading this, this business when it comes to like a fitness equipment. So tell me how you got to like, I guess, building more, more different furniture and getting into that, that space uh, with Versa. Yeah. So with Versa, you know, obviously started in 2000. You know, so that's the beginning of the internet. That's the beginning of computer and software and Microsoft and Apple. And I was in, I was doing fitness equipment and I was having success with that. We were doing a multi gym. We had our marketing down. And then, you know, I really wanted to be part of that computer movement, but I didn't know how to program computers. I didn't understand how to make a computer. And I said, well, you know, I'll make a, I'll make a table. And that was, you know, looked more like a piece of fitness equipment at the time. But we got into it that way. And then as the internet was evolving, you know, this is the ultimate medium to sell anything, you know, and, and it was back in the day, even when it was like, not as, you know, you didn't have as much graphics as you do now. And, uh, and that was something that, you know, I picked up on really early and I figured out how to market and then just began with computer tables. I had like computertable.com and I don't even know if I have this domain anymore. Still, I was able to get like some organic ranking. I started out on Yahoo stores and that mm -hmm. was the only platform really at the time. Otherwise you had to write your own website. There was no Shopify. There was no commerce at the time. So that's kind of how I started out, but always listening to the customer and, you know, I do graphic images and, and put them up in magazine ads and really, you know, the magazine ad was what the internet is now. Right. So we would run those ads and see if people were interested in the design or what we were doing. And uh, we would just go from there and just listen to the customer. And, you know, 
That's so I, I started out manufacturing because when I used to import the products from, from China at the time, you'd be a lot of issues with that. Then came from, you know, brought them from, we moved it to Mexico and then it was the same, same challenges. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this operation here in the United States. And that's how the manufacturing so, began. That's amazing. And, and, and I love that how, you know, some of the folks who may be listening is like, you know, fail fast, get your MVP out there. And maybe they, they can't appreciate you were doing it as well, but it was a bit of longer cycle, but it was the same, same framework. Yeah. Put an ad out there, sell something, listen to your customers, pivot. But really your story, Chris, is how you, even though you had the successful business already growing and you could scale within the fitness industry, you already was sniffing or recognizing, oh, there's something brewing on this side. How do I get into there? Even though I'm not a tech entrepreneur. Talk to me how you got those influences. Was, was it from your current customers or was just being where you were and listening to people I around I think listening you. to people and, you know, even today, you know, we, we make more than office furniture and we've made, you know, everything from mid-century furniture to, to make up vanities. But, you know, in general, watching the industry was really interesting, right? Because you have these big metal boxes with the CPU holder. And when we began, monitors were very heavy, you know, I mean, the, yeah. the newer generation doesn't realize that, but it was a catheter eight, it was a tube, you know? CRT. CRT, that's what they call them back in the day. That's true. And, you know, we early on kind of got into working with the hospitals and they had these big monitors that were extremely heavy. So we started making tables for them. But, you know, there's a, a few innovative people out there that were doing like remote training at the time. And I ended up working with a, a company that was locally in California. And we started to make some tables for them that help cameras. And then you learn a little bit about each person's business. And we didn't really know where the computer industry was going to go. And they used to have these things called land racks. And they were basic bunch of computers and it was just a big, heavy shelf. And we made those for a while. And, and then that entire shelf that was, you know, holding 13 computers or 12 or 14 computers, you know, basically goes down to nothing. Now it's one computer it can do all and. It's funny because there's even a cart, I think, to this day on our website that has two CPU holders, like it holds two computers. And I, I was laughing because I was telling my team, like, you need to take that off. Like, you know, and the people still will run it, but it was called a crash cart. And basically it was two computers because you, you didn't run, you know, you didn't run two programs at the same time. Like you cannot run several programs. So. It's interesting, and the lessons there is always listening and, and working with with those who are willing, yeah. and to work with you as well. And, and and you found some great niches, you know, with the hospitals and and very specific needs that were complementary to this to the rise of computers, right? Because this is something well beyond me, and I'm a computer engineer from the early 2000s too. So it's just like, oh wow, Chris, like. And his company, they they had a good little niche here, bringing up and and really 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 growing that. So can you? I'm really keen as you were growing the manufacturing and your business here. What was some of the challenge as a leader that you had to overcome? Because you, I assume you were in the business a lot at that time. Yeah, I mean, I am a hands-on leader. I I like again, I like making things, and that's usually dragging me into the to the business on a regular basis. And I mean, as a leader, you always have to be developing. I think that. 
you have so many challenges along the way, especially as being a leader. So take away the skill sets and all that running, you know, even a small organization. And I think that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the, the mom and pops and even the restaurants, you know, their challenges are just as grand as big companies. And, you know, in big companies, they have more layers of structure and training and, you know, SOPs on how they do things. So, you know, those challenges always exist. And what was really interesting for us is that we were manufacturing and we still do manufacture in California, in Los Angeles. So, you know, one point California did have a lot of manufacturing, but it doesn't. And a lot of products are just imported in. So finding, you know, manufacturing leadership and people that can run a plant floor, they can, you know, run a bunch of welders and you know, people making things is a little more challenging because, you know, those are skills that are not, you know, no longer there. And most of those guys have retired. So those leadership guys have retired. And then typically the ones that are around, you know, they're going to be with like an aerospace company getting paid a, a lot of money, you know? And um, so those are the bigger challenges is finding these people that have the skills to go ahead and run a CNC router or, you know, program a laser. And at that time, it's more challenging for us. Yeah, because I guess I assume if manufacturing was not so prevalent there, there's only just a small moms and pop CNC shops that are around and yeah. they may not have that leadership in-house. So how did, how did you guys grow that leadership or that, that know-how? Was it from the ground up or did you guys got to get out and really, really headhunt? Yeah, so we, we did grow it from the ground up. I mean, early on when I was trying to learn how to manufacture, you know, there's no real... There is school, like there's great engineering schools like, you know, USC and UCLA, Cal Poly, they have great programs, but, you know, no one shows you how to make a product, right? No one's like, hey, here's the recipe. I mean, now you can go on YouTube and see just about how to make anything, but, you know, at that time there really wasn't anything. And a lot of times I was interviewing people and learning from those interviews, reading the resumes. And this is what, you know, I tell any small business or even a a developed business, right? Is that, you know, run a good ad to bring in someone. And at certain times I would run the ad knowing that I didn't have the money to hire the person, but I wanted to, you know, talk to them, learn, and then go, okay, you know, this is the person I'm going to hire when, you know, I can pay that salary. And this is one of the best ways to learn, in my opinion, because, you know, each time you read a resume, you're seeing where they work, what they did. And providing their, you know, transparent and honest on their resume, you know, you can learn a lot from what's happening just by reading that resume and then either hey, get on the phone or meeting that. And that was one of the ways we actually learned. And, and then as you, you know, develop more, another place you learn is your suppliers. So your, your reps that bring you material, you know, I, I used to not tell the supplier, like what our brand name was, because they're always talking, like the rep will come in and be like, yeah, well, we sold to so-and-so over here and they did a thousand units of this and they sold it to this one. And, and they're pretty much got like your entire business is out there like <laughs> gossip wise, but you learn a lot from them because they'll tell you like, Hey, this is how our customer uses this material or they use this machine. So these are really great places for, for people to learn and, and develop their teams at, at any size company. Hey there, biz leaders. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back, I'd like to let you know that as we head into the new year, I want to make sure that this show is as valuable and enjoyable for you as possible. And in order to do that, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a few moments 
to fill out the this year's audience listeners survey. Your feedback will help me improve the show and make it even better in the coming year. For those who do take the time to fill out the survey as a quick thank you, there will be an option to put yourself into a draw for a $25 Amazon gift card. I got five of these to give out. So to access the survey, simply go to thebusinessleadership.com slash survey2022 or slide into the show notes below. Thank you so much in advance for your participation and support. Yeah, I love I love I love the business intelligence and the resourcefulness as, as well, right? Because it's and you're right. I over 10 years ago, I did I did technical recruiting as well and you really learn a lot about someone's skill set by talking with them. Yeah. Right? And and if you understand business or or the way you grow a business, you'd be like, "Oh, I understand where this person could actually fit within a team and and what what makes them good is is where they came from as well, and maybe some of the brands or the companies that they worked with as well. That's I love I love how you guys did that and really yeah. run ads to really understand yourselves inside out. I want to touch base, I guess, when it comes to I, I'm I'm an engineer as well, but I, I I learned that you know you your organizations you get interns from local colleges, yeah, you know, to work in the factory and really. To make a point, which I thought was really interesting, because it reminded me when I was an engineer, that you guys have three female engineers now, because when I was in engineering, and I think it's changed now, but at least in computer engineering 20 years ago, there was literally like three or five women in the in the whole bill, you know, the whole classroom. So yeah. can you, I'd love you to share about what's that, how is that like, and how it's changing your culture as well. Well, amazing engineers, you know, they're they're everywhere, and you, you have to develop them. But it, you know, it's it is a lot more exciting to have. A lot more female engineers going in, you know, they're going in, they're, they're getting industrial engineering degrees, they're getting mechanical engineering degrees. And typically we always have maybe three, maybe four female engineers and, you know, their skill set is the same. It all depends because what I do notice with like engineers is that, you know, like accountants, they'll try to figure out where they want to be in a company mm. or an industry. So, you know, CP, like accountants, like intern accountants will go work at the big five and then they'll figure out what they want to do or they'll come to a company like ours and work for a while and then they'll be like yeah i want to be you know working in this type of industry and it's the same thing with engineers but you know we have a lot of great i'm working with an engineer right now and she's doing a great job and with design and you know and i i like i'll give the direction and hopefully they can come up with a little bit of design as well and that's always exciting but yeah we've had some really great people come through the company and they even move on to do amazing things. And one of my engineers, which I absolutely still love, she's amazing. She went on to like building houses and she does phenomenally well doing that. She applied her skill there and does real estate with her husband and, and they're, they're crushing it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always interesting to, to get new diverse people within the organization. It, it helps the culture grow. It helps get different skill sets or different knowledge, even for those who are who are in there, because internships come and go as well. One thing, one thing I want to mention, I wanted to ask you, Chris, that I read about. There's this program that basically you provide employees with transportation to and from work. It's basically an employee courtesy car. Can you tell me how you came up with that? Yeah, so that was like that was pretty much 2013 for about three or four years, and I had picked up a I picked up a Prius. Toyota Prius. And basically the idea is that, you know, 
this is one of the big challenges for people, right? When they have their car breaks down, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. They're going to drop the car off. And I was like, you know, let's just have a company car. I talked to the insurance company. I'm like, Hey, look. And then we, we had made it like with the company logo on it and we had like branding on it and it was, it had set on it as company courtesy car. And it was really effective because the idea was that anybody in the company didn't matter whether they came from the office or the factory, they could go ahead and use this car for, you know, two or three, three days or whatever they needed to, to go ahead and get their car fixed and, and get their transportation. And it was, it was a good program. It lasted a long time and uh, it was well used. And we had one person in our marketing department, it was a girl and she was going to buy a, she's buying a car and she was using it for a while, like two or three weeks, I think. <laughs> and like the day before her new car came in, she totaled that one. And I was oh, like, okay, I'm like, maybe it's the end of the program. And, you know, I was like, yeah. all right, I think we made more money from the insurance company on it than what we paid for. And I was like, okay, it was good. But I, I would do it again it's a, with a Tesla, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to, to me and what I hear as well is it's, it's one of those small company initiatives where you give this benefit, this perk that allows you know, the people in the organization to talk about their company, right? It's like, look at this car I got from Versa to use for a couple of days. Like, that's like, that's like people in the LinkedIn posting like their welcome kit when they start somewhere, right? Yeah, but that's, like, like that's always good, yeah. You know, look, look, what, look what we do. They, we got a car to use. Like, <laughs> we, got the, we got the newest Tesla to use, right? I mean, I think, I mean, that's a great initiative. Like, it, it, it's, it's something like, I would encourage for sure for you guys to continue if it was something of yeah. value still, right? Think if about it's, it. I mean, I think Tesla's yeah. are hard to get right now, so maybe we'll put oh, yeah. on the list. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I guess for me and the business leadership community, you know, understanding where you came from, Chris, all the different challenges you had as a business leader, as an entrepreneur, as in growing. I'm curious if you could share what maybe some of the challenges or some of the things that you're personally working on to continually to grow as a business leader? So as a business leader, I think no matter who you're looking at, you know, you continually have to be learning and, you know, I'm going to do audio books like once a week, I'm going to do an audio book and then communication's key, right? Because as a leader, if your communication is not good, you can easily disengage your team members, you know, and uh, you know you have times where they're watching your facial expressions, and they're like, "He said this," and you're like, well, "I don't, I don't think I said that," but like your expression may have it. And you know it doesn't, you know, again, and it's not just a small business thing. It's like communication has to be on point every day. And you know, in a leader, especially in a smaller company, or you know, managing a lot of people, they're watching your emotions, they're watching what's going on, and. You know, a lot of times they tell you, like, hey, if you're in a bad mood, we're in a bad mood, right? And they're already texting people and, you know, other side of the building, he's in a bad mood, you know, and all these things happen. But, you know, what, what I think every leader should do is you constantly want to be working on your communication and, and being, you know, conscientious of how you're coming across to your team members. And it's challenging. Some days you got, you know, bombs going off and things happening and you go one right after another and you're, you know, you got to really reach down and, and try to like keep your composure. And, uh, you know, these are, these are things in smaller businesses too, that, that do arise, but always, yeah, always looking for books and, and reading. Awesome. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. And I love how you have the goal of one audio book per week. So what are you listening to your audio books, by the way? Right now I'm listening to the 12 week year. And I really like this because it's really saying, Hey, don't annualize your goals. 
and you know really break it up into 12 weeks so i'm i'm halfway through that book and i think that that's a, a good read for some of the people out there you know it's it's basically compressing some of your goals and making them shorter and more visual for the team as well no oh, that's amazing and when do you, when do you listen to them is it during your commute or, when i drive or... to work yes back and forth to work Factory. That's the best time. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're definitely, yeah, you're doubling up on your productivity skills. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. This, this, this has been great. Chris, are you able to share maybe ideally a final thought, observation, typically like some type of actionable recommendation you could share with maybe the growing business leader, the entrepreneur who's in the trenches right now, something, some, some piece of Absolutely. wisdom Absolutely. I think one of the, the things that I loved and still use and we use extensively is it's called Google Studio. And it's a free dashboard from Google that's extremely easy to use. And you can basically API out your data from either QuickBooks or from, you know, as we use SAP. But this is a dashboard and you can build it out and make it whatever you want. You can put pictures up there. And this is a really good way for all business owners to you know, put a KPI up there for their team members so that people can track it. And it's called Google Studio. And basically what you want to do is figure out what's that goal that you want your team to focus on. And you can go ahead and create a scoreboard or a data sheet and put that up just by a flat screen TV for 300 bucks, a 50 inch or whatever they have, and then put it up. And this is a really great way to keep your team engaged and everybody's on the same page. That's a great tip. Google Studio. I'm going to put the link in the show notes and obviously all, all the things that Chris and I have talking about, some resources, but I'm like, oh, why don't my team have this yeah, right it's, now? It's free because, you know, the, the usually dashboards are like a twenty five dollars to $50,000 investment in software and they make you jump integration, and everything. contract and, you know, it might say it's in beta, but it's been in beta for eight years and it still works and, you know. It definitely use that amazing. good one. I love that. Chris, to close, can you let us know where you can find more more information about you, your business, or anything else you want to share with us today? So there's not too much information about me. You're you're getting the best of it right here today. But you know, Versa Desk is one of our brands, Versa Tables. You know, here's where you can see some of the products we make. And by all means, if somebody wants to, you know, get me on LinkedIn or DM me or whatever, they're they're more than welcome to. And I'll help out where I can. Awesome, Chris. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast today. All right, Edwin. Thanks so much for having me. Enjoy talking. That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode number 181 with Chris Ladadio. For more information about Chris, Versa, or any other resources that we shared, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 181 or simply click or slide into the show notes directly in the app that you're listening to now. And listen, if you haven't done so yet, please give the show a follow, leave a rating and, and a short comment and review. It actually helps the show reach other biz leaders like you. And it wouldn't take more than two minutes. I would appreciate it. I'm grateful. And I do read the comments that you share. So thank you for those who have left it. This episode was brought to you by Slingshot Communication, the business leaders preferred cloud phone service. What I really like about Slingshot is that I'm able to grow 100x by allowing the system in place to transform my business and my life. I have the ability to have a dedicated business SMS and it's changed the game. 
I contact my clients via text messaging. Like I'm sure like all of you, but during off hours, I turn off the app so I could be present with my family, my friends, and my colleagues. To learn more, please go to businessleadership.com slash SMS. Until next time, thank you. Do your best and have a 100x day. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast with Edwin Frondozo. Hey there, biz leaders. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I want to hear from you. I'd like to make this show as valuable and enjoyable for you as possible. And in order to do that, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a few moments to fill out the this year's audience listeners survey. Your feedback will help me improve the show and make it even better in the coming year. For those who do take the time to fill out the survey as a quick thank you, there will be an option to put yourself into a draw for a $25 Amazon gift card. I got five of these to give out. So to access the survey, simply go to thebusinessleadership.com slash survey2022 or slide into the show notes below. Thank you so much in advance for your participation and support. 